0: Those Two Jerks is brought to you in part by Maverick Group, Maverick Group Experiential Technology. Need some nerds? Let's build something awesome together. Maverick. Hello, welcome to Those Two Jerks. This is episode 119. I am your host, the Tom Alexander, and joining me as always, the Sussman, Rick Sussman. Hi, Rick.
1: Hi, Tom. Hi. How, how are you? Um, so one of my favorite movies of all time is Frighteners. Uh, do you know that? You know Frighteners? I,
0: I know the movie. I didn't know it was one of your favorites, but I know the movie. Oh,
1: watch, watch it every Halloween season. Um, so the main, I guess the big bad is, you know, like Jake Busey. But there's the FBI agent that is also tracking them, right? Right. And very early on in the movie, you see him sit down and then quickly get right back up. And you think it's done because he's just a weirdo, or for a fact, or he's just this crazy guy. And then later on in the movie, he puts a uh, a big old inflatable donut on his car seat because apparently he just has really bad hemorrhoids. Okay, I am that guy's asshole, Tom. <laughs> oh
0: God! Wow, that's um, I, that's a vivid I metaphor. In,
1: I am inflamed. I am in pain, and I am everywhere? sad uh well no i don't know about the blood but i am I, I i was we went on a hike this morning and i got itchy but i'm better
2: uh, now okay
1: i'm i'm just i'm 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 hurting <laughs> and why, we'll get why to that. are you
0: oh are you hurting because of fantasy football rick uh,
1: well yes but also <laughs> i i mean it can't be what's pissing because like okay i'm gonna tell you up front because i was gonna save this until the end of the show but it's like every three shows, me being old is what's pissing me off. So that can't be what happened this week. So I actually had an event this weekend. So, like Friday night, we went out to a buddy's birthday party. Okay. One of my friends had his birthday. So you go out to a nice dinner, right? Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. We then went out and had a couple of drinks at this bar called 1010. Have you ever heard of it?
0: 1010 Brewing. Yes. I've been there.
1: Yeah. Okay. Very cool bar. Like, had a good time. They make good beer. Good beer. Um, we get home. And um, we go about our day on Saturday. And then Saturday at 4, I had to drive to Kissimmee for a wedding. And then we had to drive back to Altamont, where we live, and then drive to Gotha for um, the Halloween party and then drive back. So I drove four hours yesterday. And then this morning, to like finish off my buddy's birthday, uh, myself, his fiance, and my wife, we all went on a nice, cool hike in Wakaiva this morning, right? right i'm i'm really tired Tom. yeah
0: dude dude i'm, I'm really i would tired. have said i would have said fuck that to at least three of the things you did this
1: weekend <laughs> oh my god man. like all one thing
0: one thing a day that's pretty much yeah. my limit
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's all i want i just and then like people were getting on my ass because like we got to the we got to the caution party and it was fun, but we got there at like eight, and by like eight forty-five, I'm like, "Is anyone ready to go? Can we? Because I'm ready to go." And everyone's just looking at me like, mm, "You're a party pooper." But no, I just, I'm <laughs> sorry, I don't want to do this anymore. You guys are <laughs> fun. Exhausted. But if they lived, if they lived like five minutes away, I couldn't bitch. But I drove an hour to get.
0: There. Yeah, you were in my neck of the woods.
1: Yeah, is yeah, out my way. Yeah, just past you guys. Um yeah,
0: Well, it's. Kind of east of us.
1: Well, no, because I got off that highway and then I went. I even went past your 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 neighborhood. Hmm. Like I went past. Yeah, I went past it the way that my my GPS got me there. Oh, well, it took you so kind like,
0: of on a circuitous route because Gotha's kind of like oh wha- east what? What the hell house.
1: was that word? No, 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 no! Don't don't gloss over that. Frickin what? W- You've sequo-cious? never heard
0: the word circuitous?
1: Circuitous? No. no circuitous? I have heard-
0: like. Circuit with an O-U-S at the end. Circuitous, which means roundabout, like windy, kind of convoluted.
1: You would think I would have heard of that word by now.
0: Uh, Yeah, especially you. For a lot of reasons. (laughs) So many reasons.
1: Uh, All right. um, um, Lib. Well, I was going to say Lib Studies, but that was me. Uh, Let's go (laughs) English major. (laughs) All right. We have...
0: We, we have, have
2: a bunch
1: of stuff today. to get to. Yeah, it's a busy oh, week in God. sports. This
0: is, this is what they call like the greatest sports week of the year because you have all four major sports playing at once. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, The World Series is going on. The NFL is in full swing. The NHL and the NBA are about a week into their seasons or two weeks, whatever. Um, and college football, of course, is also going on. So we'll start in the <laughs> NFL because...
1: I like that college football gets the nod. Like it gets old because it's
0: not one of the "quote unquote" four major sports. Like because it's not a professional sport. Oh, right. Well,
1: yeah. That could be that could be discussed. Yeah, anyway. oh, we've done
0: that on this show before, and I'm yes, sure we'll do please. it again. Please, um, please, sir. But anyway, so we'll start in the NFL and um, ESPN. The magazine released a very interesting story this week. Um, they had a lot of uh, inside sources tell tell them about the owners' meeting uh, last week that we mentioned on the last show um the mini sode, which if you haven't heard it is available for download now. Um, where we talked about how they decided not to make a rule forcing the players to stand for the national anthem. Uh this story um basically had a lot of direct quotes from the meeting. Um gives you a fly on the wall sort of perspective as to what happened, who said what, who was in what corner, and um uh, a lot of it was interesting and insightful and probably would never have made this show had Houston Texans owner Bob McNair not said, quote, we can't have the inmates running the asylum here.
1: Now, quote. that noise that noise you hear in the distance while listening to our podcast is the collective palms of the collective city of Houston slapping themselves in the forehead. You, you might have heard that. I just wanted to point that out.
0: Yeah. Um, now, you know, to put it in some context here, he, they were, of course, talking about um, the protests and uh, the, the lack of decision from the league office and this and that, and, and a couple of players who were in the room were offended. Um, McNair apparently apologized to those players right after the meeting, but once this story came out, um, the Texans players were really pissed off Um, Oh, you don't say because they took it as him. Now, now they obviously they took it as him referring to the players as the inmates. Um, McNair claims he was a using the figure of speech that he didn't mean to be taken literally, which it is. It is a let's I mean, let's be fair and say it is a well-used idiom. Okay, it was ill-advised to use it in this in this instance.
1: I would actually disagree the more well-used idiom is the inmates are running the asylum. The that inmates was what he running, said. I thought he said the inmates were running the prison.
0: Oh, maybe he did. Okay, maybe he did.
1: Because that, to me, inmates running the asylum is an idiom. Inmates running the prison is a direct shot across the bow. Maybe.
0: Regional differences uh, in idioms aside.
1: Um, well... If you're the owner of an NFL franchise, you should the know president better. President of the United States of America, you should, you should know probably better. know better. But
0: here's the thing, also, and 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 I'm not. This does not excuse it because it certainly didn't excuse Donald Sterling when he got caught saying all the awful things he said. Yes, um, was that no one in this room expected what was said in the room to come out? Um, oh, okay, but and that I'm, not, I'm that does not excuse it in the least, and I'm not saying that. Right. I'm just pointing that out to give some context. To
1: um, it is in base running said. the prison. By the okay. way, I so, just looked it up.
0: All right, confirm. so you're 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 correct. Um, and again, he apologized to the people who in the room who were offended. But the Texans players were really mad. Um, mm-hmm. Two of them, uh, star wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins, and another player walked out of practice Friday. Um, others threatened a walkout. Some threatened to not show up for the game this week. Um, they managed to calm things down. Um, The team sort of said it as, oh, well, DeAndre uh, asked for a personal day and we gave it to him, which is a (laughs) bunch of bullshit. Um, Cut to this morning or this afternoon before their game against the Seahawks. All but 10 of the Texans players knelt for the anthem on the sidelines. Mm -hmm. All but 10. Um, And they all locked arms and knelt for the anthem. Um, McNair has apologized to the team. He's apologized that anyone was was offended. He maintains that he didn't mean what he said to be taken literally, that he doesn't view his players that way. Um, I don't know. No one can know what he meant when he said it, but it was unfortunate that he said it. And these people are offended, and I probably would be too. So the protests
1: continue. I'm going to just say what what I've always said about this. I don't think it was unfortunate. I think it was... Meant, I think he meant what he said. Now, obviously, I can't know any more than you. Neither of us were there. And more importantly, neither of us were in his head. So we don't know if he actually meant what he said. But if I'm going to read the tea leaves of this situation and I see a bunch of old white billionaires who are pissed off that they have to deal with the fact that their players won't, you know, lockstep and get in line, I'm going to read that as a really racist situation and maybe that's just me looking, you know, in a hyperlib kind of uh, mentality and seeing things that aren't there. I can admit that. I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But I'm just seeing what I'm seeing here and it just it feels this way. And and this is the problem with feelings is they're not rational and they can't be trusted. But it feels this way. And and maybe you think differently, Tom
2: i
0: i I choose not to be personally offended by it, nor assume that he meant it the way it was taken, but it doesn't really matter because it was taken the way it was taken so right it, we our it, like opinions, you can you can mean yeah. whatever it is you mean, but if you say something like that, you're going to end up dealing with the consequences because everything you say is viewed through the prism of someone else hearing it and their experience so correct. You, he's, he's offended these people, whether he intended to or not. Um, he's apologized. I'm not going to say that these guys weren't right to be upset about it because if they heard it, given the relationship that NFL owners have had with players for generations and the reputation that NFL players have had for many years now, um, that was a horrible, horrible choice of words. Period. Right. Period. Whether he intended it that way or not, it's a bad, bad choice of words. Um, The meeting ended with them sort of, you know, as we talked about last week, like agreeing to work together to move forward. Um, Jerry, there's a faction. There are multiple factions of owners now that we got. That's what I gathered from this article. You have the Jerry Mm -hmm. Jones, Dan Snyder faction who want the players to be forced to stand. For whatever reason, whether it's for PR uh, or their own political beliefs or whatever, they're in that camp. Then you have owners who, and there are only a few, who firmly believe that they should not force the players to stand and the players should do whatever it is they want to do because that's their right. Um, Mm -hmm. And then there's another group of owners that really only care about the bottom line of this and they would like to see the issue and this is the largest group of owners it seems like they they want to see this thing work itself out and whatever is going to take to stop the protests so that they don't lose any more money um they'll do whether that means helping these players become involved in certain causes in the community to stop the problems they're trying to highlight or a rule forcing them to stand they don't they don't particularly care it seems like they just want it to stop um only for the monetary reasons if it weren't hurting their bottom line they probably would not care um this yeah. is sort of the environment we're in now um you know they're they're saying you know an owner says something like this the players hear it even though it wasn't intended for them to hear it comes out because You really can't say anything in a group of people these days without expecting it to be heard by somebody um, because that's the world we live in. And these guys nearly staged a walkout. I don't know what would have happened had the players not shown up for the game today, although one could argue that their defense did not show up for the game. Ah, thanks, thanks, thanks. That's a a separate issue that we'll get to later. Thank you, Tom. (laughs)
1: I had to. you peach. You're I just peach. had to. You're such a peach. I couldn't resist. Yeah, you could. No, you could have. No, I couldn't. You could have. I couldn't. It's it's the second piece of cake. You didn't giving need me, it. You're right. giving
0: me too much credit. It's because it was that really good chocolate banana walnut cake from 2J's. And <laughs> the I killer just, cake. I can't. I can't not have two pieces of that stuff. <laughs>
1: right. It's impossible. But yes. It's like, this it's is, like this. banana
0: bread with frosting and chocolate. How could you not? Anyway. <laughs>
1: That's a hell of a left turn. Um, any, yes. Anyway.
0: <laughs> anyway. Um, there's a meeting uh, the day this episode will release. There's a meeting on Halloween, October 31st, where the players, several selected players from many teams, are going to meet with ownership. Colin Kaepernick has been invited to that meeting. Um, oh, do the
1: 49ers need a starting quarterback? <laughs>
0: well, they do, but not because of that. Um, <laughs> he's He's invited to that meeting. I don't know if he's going to go. Um, but they're going to talk about these issues, apparently, um, who knows what will come out of that, if anything. Um, but interesting that Kaepernick was invited, especially, uh, if you've read, did you read the ESPN, the magazine article about the meeting, Rick? No, I, uh, I didn't. I, 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 I read it, the... I read it earlier in the week and it was interesting. A couple of the owners who were basically motherfucking Kaepernick uh, <laughs> in that room, um, So, I wouldn't be surprised if, based on that article, he wins his collusion claim. um, Right. Because it really looks bad that, you know, okay, there are owners talking about him behind his back together. Um, That's almost the definition of collusion.
1: (laughs) We're going to find out tomorrow what the definition of collusion is. (laughs) Well, that's a whole
0: separate thing.
1: (laughs) Unrelated. Yeah, well, before we get too far down that rabbit hole, I I, listen, I I have no I have no stake in what the owners and the players are up to outside of occasionally. I like to watch football games, but if the owners think that this is suddenly just going to up and go away, they're wrong, especially if they keep throwing butane onto a burning building. Well, that's the
0: thing. The anthem, the protests had started to die down. The coverage of it had started to die down. This article coming out flared it all back up again. Like, like I said, if, if, if this part had not happened, if he hadn't said that, we wouldn't even be talking about it right now. Most shows would not be talking about it right now. And that was true. something that Roger Goodell pointed out in the meeting, was that, look, the issue's going to work itself out. Just give it time. You know, yes. Because because it's true. They're protesting to highlight an issue. Okay? If people start ignoring the protests, then the pro- the protests are no longer doing their job. So what is the point then? So eventually they would stop. Because they did. They were less and fewer and fewer guys were kneeling. It was that was what was happening. Um mm-hmm. so it, it would have. But you're right, McNair threw butane all over this fucking thing um by saying He's what he said, no matter whether he meant it or not. Um, this whole thing flared up again, and I the tensions are going to be very high in this meeting on Tuesday.
1: I'll bookend it with this, and then we can move on to other things. That because man, there's some good stuff. Um, I uh, I think that the longer they pretend that this issue isn't go, you know, isn't something that pertains to the league. The worse it's going to get. I had a I had a more thought out statement on that, honestly. But I I just think that we are getting to the point, even with our show, where it is getting further and further, further and further away from the issue. And the issue is getting lost in the minutia of people being idiots. Well, I, I mean, think that's just what's happening. Yeah, it
0: is. It's absolutely what's happening. And that that is exactly what the people who want the protest to end. Um, the very, very famous, powerful people who want the protests to end—that's what I have they no want. Idea who you could be talking about. They—they <laughs> they want that. They want the issue to become lost, because then the protests are strictly an emotional thing, and people can react negatively in an emotional way because they think it's about something it's not, and then that hits the owners in their wallet, and this goes away. Um, That is the full intention of the people who want this to end for their own personal political reasons, including Jerry Jones.
1: Yeah, I want to talk about him. Back in the reality of football, we have have two teams in (laughs) the leg who are really bad.
0: Yes. You can probably uh... say
1: three teams, too, if you wanted to add maybe four. Between the Bucks and, and the Dolphins. But, yeah, I
0: mean, there are some really bad teams, but there are two teams that stand head and shoulders above the rest.
1: Or um, would that be our be- head and shoulders <laughs> knees and, knees and ankles Knees and yeah. ankles below the rest. <laughs> ankles and toes. <laughs> Should- head and
0: shoulders below the rest because their heads are right up their asses. I don't know. Any,
1: any number of things. Yeah. And that is my beloved Cleveland Browns. Beloved because Jim Brown played for them and no other reason. 60 um, years ago. <laughs> I wasn't alive. My dad was barely alive. (laughs) Yeah, your dad
0: was like in diapers. 15,
1: whatever. Um, And of course, the team that needs no introduction because they are the reason for the season.
0: (laughs) The San Francisco 49ers, who uh, as we record this, which is the evening of Sunday, October 29th, um, they lost uh, their eighth straight game. They're 0-8 on the season. So are the Browns. Um, but this go, is boys. the worst start in 49ers history. They've never started 0 and 8. Um, they're a complete mess. If you're Kyle yeah. Shanahan, you've got to be thinking, mm, probably shouldn't have taken this job. Um, I,
1: I got to ask you a question real quick. Yeah, yeah. Who, whose life do you want to have right now? Okay. Uh, well, no, leading into this year. So not right now, leading into this year. Okay. Kyle Shanahan, Uh huh. Lane Kiffin. Ooh, gosh, that's rough. Isn't it? Isn't it?
0: Rough. I probably would have taken Kyle Shanahan just because uh his leash is longer. <laughs> <laughs> because because as much as they'll tolerate losing by Lane Kiffin at Florida Atlantic, which isn't happening this year, I think they're above five hundred. Um because of Lane Kiffin's past, they're not gonna tolerate losing for long. <laughs> Whereas Shanahan, this is his first year. And in the NFL, you at least get two, unless you're, a Brown, <laughs> unless you're the Browns coach. And then nothing is guaranteed ever. Because <laughs> like, so, they've been through, I can't tell you, like, I, off the top of my head, I think it's three three of their last five head coaches have been go- one and done.
1: Well, but focusing on Lane Kiffin, yeah, you know, okay. he, he, he's an assistant coach because his daddy is the head coach somewhere. This is years and years and years and years ago.
0: Well, no, then ev- Monty Kiffin, his dad, was the longtime Bucs defensive coordinator.
1: That's right. He eventually, I'm sorry. So Kiffin, flipped.
0: Lane Kiffin, uh, Lane Kiffin worked at USC. Yes. He was an offensive assistant at USC, became their coordinator. Then he was the Raiders offensive coordinator and then their head coach.
1: There it is. And then he and then left
0: them at the altar to go to Tennessee, Tennessee? I believe. Yeah, Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee.
1: just. Where he wanted to set up the U.S. or he got fired by Oakland. That no, was yeah, he yeah, was. yeah got fired, he got fired yeah, got by fired.
0: Oakland. Went to Tennessee. Oh, right. And then, then left Tennessee in the Tennessee. middle of the effing night. Yeah. <laughs> to go to U.S.C. Yeah. And uh, that was, where was he always disastrous. Wanted to be anyway. Yeah. That was disastrous. Yes. And so then he, you know, he goes to Alabama to be their offensive coordinator. They put up record numbers. And so once again, he gets a head coaching job with FAU in beautiful Boca Raton, Florida.
1: I have never heard of someone failing up this hard in all of my life. Well, I like don't you know if fail he's up.
0: failing up because he's the head coach at FAU.
1: You shouldn't keep getting that option, Tom. <laughs> look, at, look at all the guys in the NFL. Look at Paul Pasqualoni. all right? Head coach of Syracuse for years and years and years and years. They can him. He's basically a coordinator for the rest of his career in the NFL. That's yeah. it. Never head coach Yeah, but again. you know
0: what though? If you get fired by Syracuse, okay? Yeah, there's not like Syracuse, despite being in the ACC, is not no longer a marquee college football program.
1: Okay? This was 20 years ago. I'm yeah, talking no, about. it was.
0: Well, I mean, almost 20 years ago. But what I'm saying is, the jobs he probably could have gotten as a head coach in college football pay a lot less than what he's making as an NFL coordinator. I would almost guarantee it.
1: Yeah, but. Anyway. All right. You know what? Never mind. Never uh, all mind.
0: right. We're getting off topic. Yes. Um, the 49ers <laughs> recently sent out a survey to their fans. Oh, God. Um,
1: they, you know, last
0: year, they were 2-14. and 14. They were 5-11 and 11 the year before that. Um, they, After last week's 30-point loss to the Cowboys, they sent out a fan survey to find out about their game day experience. <laughs> now... They're talking, of course, about you know the food at the stadium, the tailgating, the environment at the stadium. They're not talking about the team on the field. But one of the questions they asked were was in regards to your overall game day satisfaction, how important is you that is it to you that your team wins? <laughs> like, like we we suck we suck we may suck for a while does that mean you'll still come to the game
1: <laughs> we got this big freaking stadium that right. we built yes. in santa clara exactly and it's, it's the jeans 45 bowl. Minute. yeah the jeans bowl levi's there was a wrestlemania here you guys remember that that was yeah. cool we got a super bowl that was fun right yeah, the raiders right. are leaving so i mean you kind of stuck with us Come. Gonna go are you really gonna go watch the Chargers? Nah, you're not gonna dude, go watch nobody's the Nobody's
0: watching the Chargers.
1: So you're gonna come here. Philip Rivers' here.
0: mom doesn't even watch the Chargers anymore. Oh.
1: Oh, Philip Rivers looks old, man. He's wigging those balls. Dude, he, he he's got so like bad, six
2: dude. kids. He's exhausted. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so tired. I, I'm I loved- getting hit getting hit by defensive ends is vacation for that guy.
1: I love that question being on the survey because those things don't just show up overnight.
0: No, no, no. They take a while to develop. Like there's, they, they have committees that decide what questions go on these things. Like there's not just some zit faced intern in a room making up this form in JavaScript to send out the people. (laughs) Like that's the last step usually, but that's not how this starts. And, uh, I'll tell you, man, it's, uh, This is modern professional sports now. Like the the circus is more important than the on the field product. Uh, well, I mean the franchises at least.
1: It might be more so for the 49ers because what are you gonna point to on the field? Well, that's the thing. They've got
0: nothing. Like, oh, come see Carlos Hyde. No one cares. No one cares about Carlos Hyde. Most
1: people who don't play
0: fantasy football don't even know who Carlos Hyde
1: is. They should go pick up Tebow.
0: Oh God. Don't don't say his name. He'll appear. I don't do
1: that. (laughs) Yeah, say it three times. It's Halloween, (laughs) Tom.
0: Yeah. Oh man. So um how important is it to you that your team wins, Rick? I mean, you've been a Vikings fan for a long time, so it can't be that important. (laughs) Son of a bitch. (laughs)
1: How dare you? How dare you say it.
2: How Just
0: dare you? I mean, look, I root for the Bucks, so I'm kind of in the same boat.
1: You know, have uh, I ever told you about my buddy? One of my one of my uh, wrestling friends. Uh, he's a professional wrestler in NXT. His name's Sawyer Fulton. Did I ever mm. tell you about Sawyer? No. Pick that name man? up off the floor, though. Uh, that was unintentional, but it's it's important because I need you to reference him later in order for you to believe me. Okay. I, I don't I don't try and name drop as much anymore because that got old. But Sawyer is a buddy, and more importantly than that. He's a Vikings fan, and I didn't know that when I just started following him on Twitter and being a wrestling nerd. Um, but I found out, because we were like hanging out one time, that he's a big Vikings fan. He was wearing a Vikings shirt, and he has this running gag, just one before I die. <laughs> and if you tweet that at Sawyer, he'll know what you're talking about, so that's why I mentioned his name. But it's true, Tom. If you just, like, won before you die.
0: Now that's that like what said, a lot of Cubs fans used
1: to say. Yeah, now they're all dead. Now, um, that being said, do I like to know the Vikings are winning? Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty excited by that. I don't even go to UCF games, and they're winning everything. But if no. they were losing everything, I wouldn't even consider it. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's
2: a you blip right on your there. radar.
1: I, I like that you got. my Can you cold hear me? Through, you can hear me coughing. Yeah, you got my cold like through the podcast. I thought that was amazing. I don't. It's like, not
0: even a cold though. It's just a stupid cough.
1: Yeah, it's the sarin gas that North Korea released over Florida. Don't worry about it. It we're could fine.
0: be. I don't know. I don't know. It would. It would figure that I. You know, the, the year UCF might contend for something meaningful. I die.
1: So <laughs>
2: it's my
0: luck.
1: Well, we both knew that was going to happen. We just yeah, figured we'd be in our nineties at that point.
0: <laughs> and we'll we'll get to that in a few minutes. But we, I want to, I want to skip to because we're talking about pro football. We'll skip ahead to fantasy football and okay. the League of Jerks update. And that is, um, well, it's it's not good times for Rick right now.
1: What are you talking about? I am secure in the last playoff spot
0: <laughs> for now. How many teams are making the playoffs?
1: I, I assume six. <laughs>
0: I'm uh, gonna have to hope. I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> so last week, uh, Rick, you beat Chris. Am I right? I did. You did beat. Yeah, Chris. I came, I
1: came from behind, beat, took him out. You did
0: beat Chris, and I unseated the top scoring team in our league, uh, the Pocket Dogs. Um, they they had already lost their undefeated season uh, the week before, um, but I knocked them off last week, and uh, my team. Mustache Superman is is about to knock off the rem- lone remaining undefeated team in the league, which is J. and Fight Club. Are um, you kidding
1: me? That does you you don't deserve that, dude. I'm up you... thirty
0: points on them, and he's got one guy left to play who's a wide receiver for Pittsburgh. Son of a
1: bitch. Yeah.
0: Um. So I'm I'm gonna th- I want to thank the uh the U.S. District Court of Appeal that stayed Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott's suspension because they saved my season.
1: Yeah, that is the pickup of the year. He's had deciding to, ro- to roll you, the dice. Yeah, on him. me
0: deciding to spend my second-round draft pick on Ezekiel Elliott,
2: <laughs>
0: banking
1: on the appeals process, which in actuality was
0: no one remi- I didn't remember that he was suspended until after I'd chosen him, <laughs> and, and
1: nobody bothered telling
0: me. So when someone was like, well, "He's not even going to play." I'm like, "What are you talking about? They're like he's out six games." I'm like, "Oh shit, you're right. Damn. Well, so far, no." So, uh, and since the last, the most recent stay of his suspension, he's put up um, like a thirty-five spot and a twenty-five spot and another twenty-five spot for me. He's saved my ass, so thank you, appeal But that's much.
1: not that's not even the big news. Though <laughs> I should like, call my
0: team the injunctions.
1: Injunction function. Injunction um, function.
0: I like it. So anyway, so I've knocked off the top two teams, um, the, the last two weeks, um, but. Um, we need to also talk about uh, Chris because after Chris got his first career win against me, um, mm-hmm. he's on a bit of a roll. He gave you a run for your money last week, and it is looking very much like
1: it's no. It is it is it is locked almost a certainty.
0: It it's a ninety nine percent chance uh, that Chris is going to beat Squatch this week <laughs> by a considerable <laughs> sum. <laughs>
1: the most perfect tournament. I know which and
0: Rick you're loving this because Squatch is in third place in the league and he hasn't broken like 85 points all year like he's just gotten lucky every single week um but this week he may not break 70 um and he's he might pay. not break 60 he's gonna pay because Chris is predicted to break 100 this week um he's got Demary's Thomas left to play in the Steelers d uh as of right now, and uh, Squatch has the Chiefs D, who can't really stop a stiff breeze at this moment, and uh, Amir Abdullah for the tie- the Lions. So um, he's gonna need a miracle to to beat Chris.
1: Credit credit where it's due. Squatch has gone six and one with a 568 point total to give your the viewing audience at home and the the notion, Tom. You have 704 points.
0: I know. I've, I've scored more points than everyone in the league now at this point. It's true. That is true. And I'm but in fourth you're place. you're in
1: fourth place. Yeah, because
0: yeah. I'm four yeah. and three, about to be five and three.
1: Um, yeah, I'm going to slalom into a nice three and five and yeah. call it a week.
0: Yeah, but you're going to be <laughs> – I looked at it, though, and if everything holds the way it is, the standings will not change. <laughs> the standings are not changing, even though, like, I'm beating the undefeated team. Like and Squatch is picking up a loss. Like the standings are going to be exactly the same going into next week, <laughs> which is yeah, that's crazy. Great. Um, and the coin it looks like the coin may pick up its second win of the year. The
1: coin and Chris both get to their second win. Yeah,
0: they Albatross, both have two wins before Albatross has two wins.
1: No, Albatross has two wins. They might be moving into a third, a third win. They're going to have to hold. They're going to have to hold the line against oh, uh, Odahehi. That's,
0: that's right. And speaking of Odahehi, who. The owner of yeah, that see, team, that Matt. Yeah. We owe him uh, because he slaughtered Rick a couple of weeks that ago. That is not. <sighs> it's true. We beat you by forty some points
1: because it was the but, week but Aaron a... Rodgers
0: broke his collarbone.
1: Thank you. At least give me you know a Monica more credit, Just
0: but a because of this, we neglected no. to give Matt his his due, which is his his one minute of uninterrupted smack for beating one of us jerks. So Matt has requested that we give him that make good. So we're gonna get him on the line here and let him uh, beat up Rick a little bit.
1: This is horribly unnecessary. All right, my league, my season is over.
0: All right, there's, ah. your season's not over in this league. You never know. Like three wins could get you in the playoffs. Everybody's beating up on each other right now.
1: Yeah, that's what they're doing. Everybody's beating up on me. Oh man. By the way, Squatch hat watch had the gif of the week if you didn't see oh yeah on our (laughs) on our (laughs) with bobby uh what's his bobby Bobby morning
0: destroying the computer smashing
1: a computer with a baseball bat
0: i also liked ryan's uh ryan's live picture from tampa bay which was a dumpster on fire
2: (laughs) which god if you saw that game today it's the truth all right put your boy on the line i'm getting him on for five minutes he needs me. I'll be crying in the corner. And
1: the coin is going to take out the stick carrier Some something. That's amazing.
2: Well, he,
0: he forgot to bench a guy who had a bye. Yeah. <laughs> that'll, that'll hurt you every time.
1: Oh, man. He left Mohamed Sanu on the bench and Seattle's defense.
0: Yeah, and had Richard Matthews playing even though he has no game this week.
2: He's the taco.
1: I'm disappointed Chris wasn't on the show this week. I was going to charge him with collusion because I don't believe that he's setting his team. Hey, I think Matt, his co-workers right are. Now, please
2: leave me a message and I'll call you back as soon as I can. Thank you. At the tone, please record oh, your message. Oh, voicemail. When you, you may hang up or ah, press one for I more love options.
0: It. Uh, uh. Hi, Matt. This is Tom and Rick. Those two jerks. We were going to give you your minute of smack talk, but you're not available. So... Unless you send us a voicemail before I publish this episode in two days. This is what's going on the show.
1: Bye. Way to go, buddy. Way to go. had one chance and you blew it. Just like your draft picks.
2: Good work, kids. Fun. Okay.
0: So you dodged that bullet for now.
1: <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you don't talk about it. It's not there. For now.
0: Anyway. um, All right. So we'll move on. We still have a ton of stuff to talk about. We'll stay in football for a moment here, and that's college football. Um, real quick, the UCF. You know, I'm gonna. What? I'm
1: gonna have to call an audible real quick. Just real quick. I'm seeing all the stuff we got to do, and there's so much in geek stuff. Tom, I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask the commissioner here. I think it's time, Tom. I think we need to go to a lightning round.
0: A lightning round of college football stuff. College football well, of, of sports just the rest. in general. Let's yeah. do it. All right. Yeah. So. All College right. football, UCF beats up on Austin P 73-33. They did not cover the 41-point spread <laughs> 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 at home Sorry. against the 1AA school. <laughs> um, Sorry. They did look sloppy um, in that they allowed 33 points to a Division 1 AA school. Um, Coach Scott Frost not so happy, but they did move up because uh, USF and TCU, two undefeateds, fell. And Penn State, three undefeateds, fell yesterday. So UCF up to four, 15, 14. 15 in the AP, 14 in the coaches poll. Um, South Florida losing hurts UCF, even though it's our rival and we want them to be terrible. No, I don't care. But I do because of me says, I, you, I don't you don't care. care. I do okay, not, well, nope. also Florida gets killed by Georgia yesterday. They fire coach Jim McElwain. Most of the experts think UCF coach Scott Frost might be one of those guys that they go after. Um, I think if they go after him, he leaves. I think he says um, no to Nebraska, but if Florida comes calling, he goes.
1: Again, Scott Frost is gone. That is the end of the story. I don't, Whether I don't, it was Nebraska.
0: It, he wouldn't be leaving for Nebraska because Nebraska is not the job it used to be. But if Florida comes calling, could be. But the guy who's at the top of most analyst lists for the Florida job, Chip Kelly.
2: Oh, God. Good. Who's, let
1: who's let him go there. sitting
0: at home right now and does want to come back to college. And that would be like, him. that'd be the big fish Florida's going to try and reel in. Anyway. No, I,
1: I, I always will want USF to lose. I understand it hurts us in the poll and we don't get to go to a bigger yeah, Well, game. yeah, it hurts
0: us because now when we play them, it's not going to look as good. Um, and it As makes long as we win anyway. Was... Right, as long as we win. We've we got to beat SMU next week on the road, which is not easy. And uh, and then we will have to beat USF down the line. But um it does. It doesn't look as good. Um, it doesn't make, it ruins the chances of college game day coming here on that Friday.
1: Oh, fiddlesticks.
0: Hey, look, man, that would be cool.
1: How would awesome? you go?
0: I, mean, I would go. Yeah. If college game day showed up at UCF, I'd go.
1: Okay. Well, go. good for you.
0: Anyway. Um, all right, we'll yes. move on the world series. Uh, uh, as of tonight, the series is tied 2 two between the Dodgers and the Astros. Uh, the most interesting thing to come out of that is uh, during game three, Yuli Guriel, the Do- uh, Astros first baseman, hit a home run off Dodgers pitcher Hugh Darvish, who is Japanese. Then he apparently said a racial slur for Asian people in Spanish and uh, made a slant eyes gesture uh, to his teammates when he came back to the dugout. Guriel says he was talking about how he's finally getting success against Japanese pitchers in the majors um, and said that the word he used is something that is spoken in Cuba all the time, which is where he's from. Then he also apologized. Ah, uh, okay. He can go fuck himself. Yeah. Right um, in the ass. He w- has been suspended bat. without pay for five games next season. Yeah, next uh, season, not, during, not the World during the World Series. World Series the commissioner claims it is because uh, the appeals process would have kept him in the games in the World Series anyway, and they wanted to dock his pay, which they can't do during the World Series because their checks—they don't get like game checks in the playoffs like they do in the regular I season.
1: I don't so give. I don't give any shits about pay. any of that. I don't care about anything that you just said. You suspend him immediately if he files an appeal and he gets to play. Fine. Just don't be don't be an asshole. You you suspend him if again if he files the appeal and it ends up coming to pass exactly like you said it was going to anyway. Okay, fine then, so be it. But you can't let this kind of stuff go unchecked. Screw you in the ass, Rob Manfield. That's terrible,
0: Rob Manfred.
1: Manfield, Manfred. He's been demoted. Oh, he's been demoted. Fine.
0: Um, But I think the bright thing in this is Hugh Darvish uh, handled this with class. Uh, Like I can't, I can't put it any any better than that. Um, Darvish uh, released a statement after it happened, saying, "Quote: No one is perfect. That includes both you and I." What he had done today isn't right, but I believe we should put our effort into learning rather than to accuse him. If we can take something from this, that is a giant step for mankind. Since we are living in such a wonderful world, let's stay positive and move forward instead of focusing on anger. I'm counting on everyone's big love. Um, I thought that was huge of Hugh Darvish. Uh, to say that and... and uh, it's it's something that I think gets lost when things like this happen. Um, there is outrage, and rightfully so, but it's also important that we learn something from this. And
1: well, that's all well and good, but hopefully it happens. You well, know, I think what Darvish said is beautiful. I also think that there needs to be much harsher penalties. This is 2017. This shit does not happen anymore. I'm sorry. I'm done with it. I am. I am. Beyond that.
0: Well, and the excuse that, you know, we say it all the time in my culture, it shouldn't hold oh, okay. any water.
1: Like, no, you're absolutely yeah. right.
0: Um, so there it is. Last little baseball thing we have. The Yankees fired little? Joe Girardi this week.
1: <laughs> little? Well, I should to... say
0: they didn't fire him. They decided not to renew his contract. I find it funny that they waited until after the Mets hired a new manager to do that. Yeah. To keep him from the Mets. Um. I have no idea who, who there's no obvious candidate to, to replace him. You know, Don Mattingly has a job with the Marlins right now. Signs point to him not leaving Miami now that Derek Jeter owns the team and there are owners there that want to win. Um, there's talk of maybe the Yankees bench coach, Rob Thompson. I think that's not a Yankee kind of a hire in that it doesn't make a big kind of splash. Um, and they, I think they want somebody a little younger. Uh, My pick would be Trey Hillman, who no one's heard of. He's a coach in the Yankees organization. (laughs) He managed the Royals like 10 years ago. He's the guy who rode the unicycle through the clubhouse. Um, He's known for unorthodox approach. He relates well to young players, and he is embracing of advanced analytics, which is uh, all boxes that uh, the Yankees apparently want to check in their new manager. Plus, he has experience in the Yankee organization. I hope it's him. I don't think it will be. We'll see. The Nationals already filled their spot, so Girardi's probably not going to coach next year. He'll probably take a year off.
1: Rick, Lightning you, round were Rick says, uh, you were upset. You were upset about
0: about Girardi being uh, let go.
1: Yeah, don't get rid of winning coaches. That is the end of that statement. That is a period. That is an exclamation point. You don't get rid of a coach with a winning pedigree. You don't get rid of Tony Dungy. You don't get rid of Joe Girardi. Well, I mean, it worked you a- for the
0: Bucks. They got a Super Bowl out of it.
1: Yeah, it is, uh, things. But <laughs> Girardi brought you a ring, almost got you to the Ten World years Series, ago. and he, yeah, whatever, he almost got you to another World Series where you had no business being in the playoffs to begin with. He's clearly got what it takes. You just gave him a, you know, a lineup he can finally work with after unloading the captain and the problem. And so he's finally got a lead, a team. Hey, you know what, Joe? You didn't get us another ring, so you got to go now, buddy. I
0: don't okay, think it thanks, was only bye. that. I think it had to do with the young players and, and his style. Um, I think it also might have been a, a... Look, Cashman, Brian Cashman, the GM's contract, was also up. And I think it was a, a one or the other situation. I think Cashman saved his own skin by letting Girardi go.
1: Again... Mark my words, not get rid of a winning coach. All right. That's it. That's all I got.
0: Yeah, he's a good manager. He'll get another job if he wants it. He's talked about maybe doing some college coaching or TV work again. All right, <clears throat> lightning round over. We'll move on to the geek stuff, nerd stuff, sir.
1: Boy, yes. do we have a
0: bunch of that this week, too. This was it's yes. been kind of a slow couple of weeks, and then this week was just like, boom, information dump. Literally, in some cases. Um, yeah. <laughs> so a couple big DC things. The first is DC has its Shazam, Rick. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, and who is it? The head of the Geek Squad.
0: Nerd Her. Uh, Nerd HQ. Sorry,
1: I thought Nerd it was HQ. Nerd Herd. Yes, Zachary no, it was, it Levi. Yeah.
0: Zachary Levi of the TV series Chuck and uh, Heroes Reborn and. Uh, uh, Tangled, the Disney thing. <laughs>
2: hmm.
0: He is Shazam. He is, he is the original OG Captain Marvel um, in the DC movie, which will start shooting uh, sometime next year. We think? I f- think
1: no. No. <laughs> but I will explain. But you think no to every DC thing. Th- that's not entirely true. I was very up on their pick for Wonder Woman and Cyborg.
0: Okay, I think if I remember correctly, your reaction to Cyborg was, who the fuck is that?
1: <laughs> but it was reasonable. Um, Zachary Levy. The, yes. uh, um, so when I think of Shazam, I I, I think of, you know, Billy Bastion as a grown person. I, I think John Cena, we've been over this. Yeah, and, we
0: talked about it. We both have kind of said John Cena would be
1: a cool choice. Yeah, he would. He would have been. Um, to be the Shazam, not to be the kid, of course, um, to that end, um, I suspect Zach will start a very strenuous workout exercise program now, and I'm sure he can bulk up like anyone else can. Yeah. I mean, Zach, Zach
0: Levi is over six feet tall. He's in pretty, he's yeah. in good shape already. He's just on the lean side. I mean, tell look, me, Christopher tell Reeve me those, was a Tom. string bean before he became Superman. Brandon Routh was a string bean before he became Superman. Um, I, I okay, but wait. Zach Levi, let me, let me, I think, can get into physical shape for it. I don't think that's... How about. old is he? Zach Levi is uh, around our age, mid-30s, maybe a little older. Yeah. A year or two yeah. old, Yeah. No. What? What's no? I, what You wanted John Cena. No. John Cena's 40.
1: That is a different set of circumstances, what? though. <laughs> no? Because he's a wrestler? Well, no, because he already looked the part. And if you... The other... I don't know what they're aiming for with this pick. Are they thinking about starting a franchise? We don't even know if the Shazam movie is going to be in the DCEU. Last I heard, it wasn't. Right, the yeah, they, they've been going, going be back and
0: it. forth about that one.
1: Black, the Black Adam movie is going to be now completely separate from this movie. Yeah, Last yeah, The I Rock heard. will not
0: appear as Black Adam in this Shazam movie.
1: So you're, you're counting on fans of Chuck to go watch... Well, I think
0: they're also counting on DC fans. They're counting on superhero fans, and I think they're going to lean very heavily on the uh, kid superhero aspect of this to get parents to bring kids to it. Um, You know,
1: and and that's they're not using Zach
0: Levi to sell this movie.
1: Well, and oh, I forgot he's
0: he's Fandral in the Thor movies too. At least the the most recent two of them.
1: I don't even. Oh, right. He's one of the warriors. One of the Warriors Three. That yeah. The other one was the Punisher, and the other one was Lady Sif, who you only care about. Anyway, um, the Punisher. Oh man, no, this is, Oh yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, he was ro- the guy. Right.
0: He was in that one Punisher movie that was bad.
1: Yeah, Warzone. It was, oh, was alright. So many um, bad Punisher movies. Anyway, my point <laughs> being is that I I'm I'm a bit perplexed by this choice. Okay. It was not it was not the choice I would have chosen, but it was also. Interestingly inspired, I suppose.
0: Inspired or, or is a good go way that. to put it. Yeah, I would say it's inspired. I think it's great um, because. No, but
1: you can't. But you are such a Chuck fanboy. That no, you no, 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 no. No,
0: it has nothing to do with. It has nothing to do with with Chuck. It has to do with the fact that he, a being a nerd in real life, b the way he has played other parts, he can totally play the kind of childlike enthusiasm. Uh, that a a 13-year-old or a kid in a man's body as a superhero would need to have. You know, that's the big thing that sets Shazam apart from, say, Superman, is that Shazam is a child. So Shazam is very sort of wide-eyed and gosh, aw shucks about the whole thing. And Zach Levi can definitely pull that off. Definitely. No. I think I think it's inspi I think it's an inspired choice. Uh as you pointed out to me when we were discussing this when it first broke, Rick, Chris Pratt, Star Lord. I don't know if anybody kind of was on board with that right away, and Chris Pratt bulked up really well for that. And he's can you imagine anybody else playing that part now?
2: No, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I need to have my
1: outrage. I'm not outraged. I'm confused. I could be outraged about other things. This was. I still don't think this movie's getting made. Oh, it's
0: getting made. They got a direct. They got a release date, man. It's getting made. Something with the name Shazam on. It's coming out. I don't know what it is. I just don't have any faith. It's I mean, it could be a turd with a lightning bolt on it. I don't know. I.
1: I have so I, I there's, there's something no called
0: Shazam coming out in 2019. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Okay.
1: <laughs> there's also something called Deathstroke coming out too.
0: Oh, yeah. So we got some word this week that DC Warner Brothers is developing a Deathstroke <laughs> movie. Um
1: <laughs> It's going to take place in between the non-existent Joker movie that timeline no. and the non-existent solo Batman movie right, well, in that
0: okay. time. Here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna break this down for you, okay? So, <laughs> Joe Manganiello from True Blood and other things was My signed to play. My personal fantasies. Yeah, I don't even want to get into that. Um, He's a
1: good-looking man. You shut your mouth.
0: He was signed to play Deathstroke in the solo Batman film, The Batman,
1: um, which has been shelved.
0: When no, well, it has not been shelved. <laughs> when Ben Affleck's script, Ben Affleck and Jeff Johns' script was thrown out. Matthew Vaughn was brought in to direct it and write it. Um, they said Deathstroke's not in the movie anymore,
2: <laughs>
0: so that left Joe Manganiello sort of holding the bag. He's got this contract to play Deathstroke, and there's no movie for him. Um, so, um, and. and so I think what <laughs> happened is, in order to fulfill this contract, they are developing the Deathstroke movie with the, <laughs> by the to be directed by the guy who directed the Raid, um, which I've never seen, but apparently is a kick ass action movie. Very cool. I don't know.
1: Very cool. Um, movie.
0: Yes. So I this is I think a contractual obligation that we'll probably never see the light of day.
1: Like the Shazam movie. No, the, the Shazam Apple.
0: movie, the Shazam movie, and the is going before cameras and the black adam movie is going before cameras because they have the rock and the rock makes money in movies so they i don't think they even give a shit how good the movie is if the black adam movie like they're putting out a superhero movie with the rock in it because they have the rock and by the time they're ready to do that movie um they may not get anyone else bankable to want to be in a dc movie so <laughs> They have to get what they can get while they can get it.
2: <laughs>
0: um So, yeah, I don't think we're ever seeing this Deathstroke movie. <laughs> but it's it's in development. So that's a thing that happened this week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this Oh my god, is that funny? I mean just <laughs> You know, I, when I, I if, you, if you hadn't had the chance to read my latest musing article, whatever you want to call it, where I explain how there's no way I'm going to be wrong one way or the other about Justice League. I can't lose when it comes to Justice League. Part of it is I have, and I say it in the article, essentially, I have no faith in the people behind the DCEU that anything they do is good. This is a great example of why I'm probably right. Like, oh, my God, just...
2: They're, they're At
0: this point, they're just throwing out everything they can to see what sticks. It's like, let's just, just activate all of the IP at once and see what happens.
1: <laughs> Which is great, because I'll finally get a Midnighter movie, so that's
0: cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm surprised that hadn't been put in develop, into development yet.
1: Gay, gay Batman. Batman! like Gay Batman? That's bankable. Uh... And his boyfriend's gay Superman? Jesus, why hasn't this not been green-lit yet? Right? Anyway. We'll yeah. Move
0: on to the Marvel stuff because we had a bunch of that this week too.
1: Um, oh, good things I care about. Awesome. You know, what uh, well, you
0: you what? went from being a DC guy to a DC hater, and it doesn't look I good still
1: on you. Re- ask me what's on my read pile. What's on your read pile, Rick? Most everything DC and independent, and almost no Marvel books whatsoever.
0: Okay, so why are you saying things I actually
1: care about when it comes to Marvel? Because when it comes to the Marvel TV and movie shit. That stuff is awesome, Tom. Have you not <laughs> been watching it?
0: Oh, no, man. Luke Cage was pretty fucking boring. I still haven't.
1: Made it, it was that. cool. I, I enjoyed it. I haven't. I haven't made it past like okay. episode
0: two. Luke Cage. I've seen. Defenders I is haven't good, seen. I haven't seen Iron Fist or Defenders yet. Defenders is good. But the DC, the Marvel show I really do like, which is Daredevil. We got some news this week that season three, we we're gonna see the return of Vincent D'Onofrio as the Kingpin, which. I can't say anything to this news, but awesome!
1: Yeah, that's great. Because he does, a, he, was he does amazing. An amazing job.
0: He was yeah. great as the Kingpin in the first season. He actually made you, uh, made him into a sympathetic kind of villain in a lot of ways. Um, I, so more Kingpin is there needs to be as much Kingpin as possible
1: on Daredevil. And he was he was great in in the second season. Yeah, especially the couple his times they used Castle. Him. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They. They. I mean. He was, those, that first half of season two was the best part of season two.
1: Yeah. I would say Daredevil I mean, she,
0: season two was very uneven. Second half was not nearly as good as the
1: first half. Well, yeah, when you have the Punisher and you stop oh, that's using part the of Punisher. It.
0: Yeah, I mean, that is part of it. That, that story arc was good, that Frank Castle story arc. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, more Marvel news. They are developing a potential spin off from the Wolverine, or from the Logan movie, I should say.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Starring Laura, better known better known as X twenty
1: three, right? As they should. What? What do you you think I was going to say something different? There needs to be more X twenty three. They just continue the storyline. Just use that story. Why can't you? I don't see any
0: reason why you can't. Um, they're talking about getting a female director because of Wonder Woman's success. Um. They're just working on the script now. Hugh Jackman, who has been a producer on the Wolverine solo movie, said he would not be a producer on a potential uh, Laura spinoff. He also has been asked a hundred times, but was asked again this week, um, how he feels about the potential of somebody else becoming Wolverine. And he basically said, as he said so many times, many characters live beyond their actors. If they're good characters like Batman and James Bond and I know someone will play Wolverine, and I hope it will be recast. Um, would you be now, surprised at all, Rick, if they make Laura Wolverine, like in the comic books, even just for a couple of years as sort of a palate cleanser before they cast a whole new Logan?
1: I think if you're going to do this, you have to do that, Tom. You ha- she has to put on... Well, we don't wear yellow spandex, but she has to be known as the Wolverine for at least one or two movies. Like there right. needs to be uh, there needs to be an arc for just her. And then we can probably go all the way back, recast Wolverine, have him join with Deadpool for Deadpool Four, or three, or wherever the hell we are at that point. And we'll just go from there. Um, but if you miss out on this in in the culture that we live in and the world that we live in right now, and you can't figure out how to turn this franchise into a female-centric superhero movie that could cash in on the amazing amount of good vibes that came from Wonder Woman, what will come from Captain Marvel. Um, what If you can't figure out that that is a cash cow, or at least just money in the bank that you're leaving on the table, I, I don't know what to tell you. I just don't know what to tell you. Okay. What do you... I mean, do you disagree? No,
0: I don't disagree. I think they, I think she needs to be Wolverine for a movie or two um, just to sort of reboot, like, reset before we see another Logan in that part because Hugh Jackman has done it for so many movies and is so indelible. And it's an easy way to get around it because they haven't really said whether, the Lo- whether Logan is connected to the other X-Men movies or not. It's kind of like it exists on its own, you know, because it takes place years later and... We have no idea when it takes place, um so they can go any direction they want from there, really, and Logan was awesome, and the girl who played Laura in that movie was fantastic. I'm sure they'll try and age her up for a solo movie, so it may not be her again, but who knows by the time we see this movie, she might be age appropriate for it
1: right, which um it's not on the rundown, but it was uh, speaking of uh growing into their roles. I saw this just as a blurb, and I thought it was really cool. Tom, do you remember season one of The Walking Dead? Yes. One of the first zombies that we see is, uh, you know, she becomes collectively known as Teddy Bear Zombie. Do you remember her, the little girl? Yes. Did you know that they recently went back to that scene and had the same actress reprise her role? Really? Really, really. Oh, that's cool. So, 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 like, seven, eight years later... Yeah, and the so the zombie has aged uh, essentially, which can't really happen, but hey, whatever. So same, you know, same girl is now older, she comes back, they put the prosthetics on her face, the whole nine, it's her again. Very cool. Yeah. I don't see why they can't just wait for this for Laura the the actress who played Laura, you know, the, who is as far as I'm concerned X23. Maybe just get a little older. She could, you know. by the time they get around to filming this movie, it'll probably be. It, she'll be in her teens anyway.
0: Right. So and I if think you that look could at like fine. she's probably twelve. I don't know how old she really is now, but if you look at the slate of X movies that Fox is doing, like they're doing, New Mutants is coming out, uh, Deadpool two, then X Force, then uh, there's another. Uh, oh, Phoenix, Dark Phoenix comes out next year. Like they're they've got like a whole pipeline of. X movies out for several years now. So it could be a while before this movie even starts. Yeah.
1: I I think you just keep her on, on, on the, on the payroll. Yeah. I don't see why not. Yeah. So,
0: um, all right. One more bit of Marvel news this week, and that is the Venom movie started filming this week. Sony started Mm. filming. It's Venom movie starring Tom Hardy Uh, as Venom. I mean,
1: that part I like,
0: (laughs) I mean, the cast is good. You know, you've got Michelle (laughs) Williams, like, who's an Oscar winner, uh, Riz Ahmed from uh, The The Night Of on HBO, which was very acclaimed, and from Star Wars Rogue One. Um, other really good actors in this movie. Um, here's what gives me pause. Um, the writers of Pain and Gain and Jumanji, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, and Fifty Shades of Grey are responsible for this script. <laughs> Those are three that's different writers. Of, that's
1: a lot of directions.
0: Yeah, Um. and then the director of Zombieland.
1: I have no idea what they're planning for this movie. I have no I just, idea either. I,
0: they haven't said a word about it. All they've said is it does not tie into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that it is Sony's own thing, um, and that Tom Hardy will be doing motion capture for Venom. Um, and they released a photo from the set this week, but it was just a bunch of guys kind of standing around.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um. Uh, <laughs>
1: Can I get back to you on this in about a year and a half?
0: Dude, the only thing I can tell you is that Tom Hardy turned down Suicide Squad and chose this. Not yeah, in, but instead I- of Suicide Squad, but was, it was kind of like, all right, well, it's not just any comic book movie that can get Tom Hardy.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you know, look at what Suicide Squad ended up being. I think he made a good
0: good. Well, I agree, on. but that's what I'm saying is Tom Hardy picks good projects. <laughs>
1: Yeah, oh okay. So maybe so this, this will be, be good.
0: good. Like right. Tom Hardy I, knows what he's doing when he chooses things to do. If if <sighs> if if turning down Suicide Squad was any indication.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I, 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 I'm not I, the biggest I, venom I, I, guy I, I, to I, I,
0: begin I, I, with, so like this movie kind of leaves me cold from jump, but uh I have no idea what to think about this. Yeah. <laughs> not a clue. Um no,
1: there is as long as we can understand
0: other- Tom Hardy through the mask. Yeah, well, he'll, he'll be up. fine.
1: He'll be fine. Trust me. That's not a Bane reference. I'm going to allow you to have. Um,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's a lot going on. I, I'm concerned. This is concerning. What's concerning? No, Tom um, Tom. Tom Hardy is, is Bay and I'm worried about him choosing this
0: movie. How many Bays do you have, Rick? You have, you have The Punisher, you have Joe yeah. Manganiello, you yeah. have Tom Hardy. Well, no,
1: Tom Hardy is Bay. Donovan bae.
0: McNabb. You you shut up
1: about Donovan McNabb. <laughs> I mean, like, Talk how about many, really? Just, just, just Tom Hardy is Bay. All right, Joe Magnello is a good-looking man, right? but Tom Hardy is Bay. Let's Leave it there. All right? you no, you don't have, don't, don't open more, wounds if you don't want to hear
0: have about more it. man crushes than any, any straight man really ought to have, I think.
1: Whoever said. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds and I have a lot in common, and he should, he should call me. Oh, so, boy. Yeah.
0: Okay, so we have some non-comic book Hollywood news to talk about.
1: Play video uh, games. Talk about comic books. Write each other notes.
0: I don't know what to think about this one. I, I... Which one? Deadline but which, which
1: of the, there is so, there's much, so
0: much here. Yeah, there's so much here, but this one is. <laughs> Warner Brothers, apparently, well, Warner Brothers gave control of the Lethal Weapon franchise over to Joel Silver ten years ago, which is why we now have a Lethal Weapon TV show, which I will tell you is better than it has any right to be.
1: Well, um, yeah, but
0: because the 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 concept of there being a Lethal Weapon TV series is just ridiculous. But Damon Wayans and and Clay uh, Crawford. Who play uh, Murtaugh and Riggs are fantastic, and they make that show. Um, yes. Anyway, Lethal Weapon Five is apparently still on the table. Good with Mel Leave Gibson, Danny Glover, and director Richard Donner returning. Eighty-seven year old
1: all- Richard stop. Donner. Oh, stop, stop it, stop it, all of you, stop it. We're going to because,
0: like Lethal Weapon, like the recurring theme in Lethal Weapon, of course, was we're too old for this shit. Like, they yeah. should call Lethal Weapon 5, we're doing this even if it kills us. Because any one of those three guys or all of them could die making this movie.
1: Just call it or die trying.
0: That's yeah. what you
1: did. Lethal Weapon 5 or, or die,
0: die trying. trying. Yeah. Um, the guy who wrote Lethal Weapon 4, classic that that was, is returning <laughs> to write the script.
1: Oh, thank God for him. Uh,
0: well, I, I'm I... sure they couldn't get anybody else to do it.
1: Let me tell you on a scale of one to zero how much I care about this movie. So.
0: <laughs> I think it's hysterical that somebody wants to put Mel Gibson like, as an above-the-line star in a movie again.
1: Well, I mean, not it, depends as, like, like a how, gag. it depends on how well he does in uh, Daddy's Home Part 2. Well, but that's the
0: anything. thing. Like, like he's, he's a gag in that movie. Like He's, he's there. And the fact that he's there is the joke. Like he is right. the joke. So, and, and, yes. that's, and he, that's the only thing anybody seems to have use for Mel Gibson for these days, except for Robert Downey Jr. wanting him to direct, uh, what was it, another?
2: You still there, Rick?
1: Yeah, I'm here. Why, what's up?
2: Oh, I I, I don't know. I got a weird type noise.
1: Oh, no. Um, you might have heard something because we're fostering a, a kitten right now. Oh, no, it was definitely um, and, uh,
0: like a Skype, like a
2: wing.
1: Oh, well, he, yeah. he just literally climbed up. Oh, uh, it's it's a little bit difficult. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. I'll, I'll tweet the photo. Here there. Anyway. But, uh, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to hold my phone, tilt my head, and be witty and urbane with you while this cat is knocking at my goddamn neck.
0: <laughs> well, if it helps, you were never witty or urbane.
1: No, see, I always. Damn it. Moving on. <laughs> <sighs> I, I want to talk about the next thing. I want to talk about the next thing. I want to. I
2: All right. So. I want to do it. I want to do it. I want to do it. Okay.
0: All right. Konami. Yes. has Decided to uh, develop live action movie and television series based on <laughs> the classic video game Contra. <laughs> Rick, I cede the floor to you, sir.
1: <laughs> this is going to be the most giganticest pieces of shit of all time. <laughs> I super excited. Very happy. Super excited. <laughs> oh my god! I I am full Borat right now. Like the the amount of mustache hair I have just grown in the last five minutes will just astonish you. I assure you, this will be without question the worst waste of time. Because we've already had these movies. It was called Predator, and then it was called The Expendables, and then the TV show was called any fucking action show outside of Viper. Every bit of this is terrible. There is nothing positive to report here, and I hope to God they make seven. I cannot wait.
0: <laughs> yeah, this smacks of, like, they're going to make this movie, and it's going to have Contra as the name, but it's, other than that, it's going to have nothing to do with the video game. It's going to wind up just no. being like a guerrilla warfare action movie. That's made on a small budget, and it just has the name Contra on
1: it. You ever seen Battleship? Uh, Yeah, sort of like that. This is Battleship, but not in water.
0: Well, hopefully they don't uh, go with you know some Transformers ripoff like they did in Battleship.
1: No, I want the Transformers. Can you play Contra, Tom? Yeah, oh yeah, you played Contra. That that game doesn't mean. Well, yeah, well,
0: but it doesn't make any sense. There's no, no. Like, logic to Contra. You just run There's around. There's like and some
1: shoot crazy them. lizard thing, and you know, arms and tentacles and Cthulhu, and it yeah. just goes on, and, and then you're you just inside of them. a base.
0: It's definitely like the 80s, and you know, they model the characters after Schwarzenegger and Stallone, who, yes, oh my god, if they get those two guys to play these guys in the Contra movie,
1: then it's just expendables, though. <laughs> yeah, sort of. If they run around and don't grab one power up, I'm going to be pissed.
0: <laughs> or if there's no Konami code joke somewhere in there.
1: So just up, down, up, down, up, down. Hey, Hey, B, 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 A, B, start,
0: start. Yeah. Like that's, that's like the code to get into the secret base or whatever. At the end, we just wrote yeah, the movie. Just say we just yeah, wrote no. the fucking movie.
1: Oh no, Tom, we put much too much effort into writing. Well,
0: Maybe we did. I don't know. But yeah, so Contra is in development. So if you're a big Contra fan, I guess your week just got made.
1: Um, Finally, and, and Tom, yes, yes. I'm oh. going to let you have, where, where you gave me Contra, I will give you any number of what's about uh, to be discussed.
0: God damn. I, I don't know where to begin with this shit, but <laughs> all right. So Morgan Creek uh, Productions, which used to be a, an imprint of Warner Brothers, uh, they're responsible for a lot of movies that were decent and too good, like Robin and Prince of Thieves, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, the Major League movies. Um mm. A whole lot of others last of the Mohicans um then you know also uh Battlefield Earth and
1: uh, oh hang on hang on sorry <laughs> just a second sorry you still with me yeah I'm here okay you said Battlefield Earth yeah the kitten literally ripped my earphones out of my head
0: well, that is a smart <laughs> kitten <laughs>
1: <laughs> he wanted to protect me.
0: <laughs> would you like to talk about L. Ron Hubbard? <laughs> do you have a moment? Arglow? Do you have a moment for a free stress <laughs> test? <laughs> I have some books I would like you to read.
1: <laughs> he came diving at me. It was an it was it was a battlefield Earth reference, and then everything went white. I don't know if what that Adam's-
0: kitten. If that kitten doesn't have a name, you should name it Leah Remini.
1: His name is Biscuits yeah, oh. I, I
0: like Leah Remini better Because he's trying to keep you out of Scientology <laughs> <laughs> Like he just heard Battlefield okay, Earth. No! <laughs> anyway
2: No! Don't die!
0: <laughs> Morgan Creek oh, has yeah. rebranded itself now As Morgan Creek Entertainment Group And they are trying to Monetize their IP And reboot some movies from our childhood Like Good. Ace Ventura Yeah! They're trying to either do a movie or an episodic television series. They would love to have Jim Carrey do it, but in, in like to hand the baton to another character, like a son or daughter situation. But, you know, there was a Ace yes. Ventura Jr. Pet Detective yes. Jr. movie on TV, like on Cartoon Network, like
1: eight years ago or whatever.
0: That was Correct. Ace Ventura's kid, right? Yes. So
1: just like there was a mask, a baby mask. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Son of the mask. Yeah. Yes. Um, let this one die. Like, just (laughs) let. No, it was funny because it came out of nowhere. It's not funny because everyone wants to see a movie about a pet detective.
1: Well, and and, and on that same subject, am am I reading this correctly, uh, or did I? They're they're considering reviving Major League. Oh yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. That's another one of the ones Morgan Creek wants to reboot is Major League. Um, Now, they've tried several times. Like, it was seven years ago, and then even a few years ago, because we talked about it on this show, David S. Ward, who created Major League, said he was working on, like, a legit Major League 3 that involved many of the same characters years later. Um, And, of course, that's not coming to fruition. So they're going to try and reboot fucking Major League, which. Okay, a comedy baseball movie, fine. I don't know why you have to call it Major League. Like, because you can't make it about the Indians now. You can't. No. Because they're good. So you have to make it about somebody shitty, like.
1: Uh, Ray's? The make about the Mets. You can always make it about the Mets. You could yeah, always. But the Mets
0: have won, and the Mets were just in the World Series like two years ago.
1: I'm just saying, you could always make it about the Mets. You could. You could.
0: But, you know, the you New can York make Mets. it about, like, the, the Pirates. I don't know.
1: Yeah, but it's um, always gonna end up. Well, no, because the third movie had the no. It was the Twins was the third movie. Yeah, right. they
0: were no the mind. minor league team of the Twins.
1: Yeah, yeah, eh. that was a good movie, by the way. Major League Three, Back to the Bus, underrated.
0: You movie. only say that because Scott Bakula is in it.
1: Uh, and I um, mean, look,
0: I have a soft spot for that movie too cause no,
1: no, baseball. because baseball because it takes place it takes place in the minor leagues. Oh, that too. Yeah, yeah.
0: there's actually a, a, several guys in that movie, like Walton Goggins from uh, Justified and many other things was in that movie.
1: Yeah, and um, the main baddie, I guess, if you want to call him oh, that, yeah. was... Uh, <laughs> Ted McGinley? Oh, it's a, yeah, it's not um, I was actually thinking about... it. Wasn't it Luis Guzman was in it, too?
0: No, um, it's the guy who looks like Luis Guzman who's been in a bunch of movies, though. Uh, I, He's like it's a younger so version. Years. Anyway, yeah, it'll take forever to find that guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're also talking about rebooting Young Guns. Young Guns. Remember yeah. the classic Young Guns movies, Rick? <laughs>
1: No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> no. I, mean, I, I know I've seen no. it, but I don't all of the All of
0: the bad kids in elementary school were way into young guns. Like Emilio <laughs> Estevez in the Old West. I, I don't, whatever. I don't, I don't know why we need to have, like, they've tried that. They tried that like 10 years ago with that stupid ass movie, Texas Rangers with Dawson. Yeah. From Dawson's yeah. Creek. Like they tried doing the whole like hot young actor cowboy movie. Uh, and like nobody goes to see Westerns anymore. Like, on TV, maybe. All are, right? you, are
1: you saying that Cowboys vs. Aliens was not a blockbuster? That buster?
0: movie was a piece of shit.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, everyone in that movie should should deny its existence.
1: <laughs> so many good actors got ruined. Oh, my. Like
0: John Favreau directed that thing.
1: It might yeah, be the only bad
0: movie was... John Favreau ever directed.
1: Iron Man may have been a one-off, is what people were thinking when they saw that movie.
0: Yeah, they were. Oh, my God. Oh, so bad. So bad. (laughs) Anyway, I don't know if anyone was asking for any of these fucking reboots, but Morgan Creek, you know,
1: (laughs) we got all this stuff we got to use to make money. We'll just keep cramming it down your throat, whether you like it
0: Eventually you'll go.
1: There's a Kobe Bryant joke here, but I'm not going to make
0: it because I'm a classy guy. Oh, man, really? I didn't say anything up the past now. <laughs> All right,
1: Rick. It's
0: <sighs> yes, Tom. This is time. We're going to move on to the final segment of the show
1: here. What, because forever? it's Halloween. Like, the last segment ever? Uh, oh, I don't know.
0: Oh. After thinking about a Young Guns reboot and how much we might have to cover it, I may want you to put me out of my misery. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But no, no. Unlike Joe Death Deathstroke movie, there will be more of those two jerks.
1: <laughs> Whether you like it or not. Exactly.
0: Because <laughs> we are not bound by a contract.
1: <laughs> Only the social contract we made with each other.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> Which none of us are fulfilling.
0: <laughs> no. No. <laughs> so, it's Halloween, and uh, I... I, I I don't want to let it pass without, you know, talking about it because so many of our mm-hmm. listeners like it. Um,
1: <laughs> really? People like fun things. I'll put oh, on God. The board. That's a new one. That's fun a new things.
0: one. Whatever, fun things. Anyway, uh, so I thought it might be cool to talk about Halloween costumes we wore as kids and what your favorite one was. So I'll give it to
1: you first. So, I remember it was when I was like eleven or twelve, and I was kind of a big kid. I might have even been thirteen at that time. Like I might have been a teenager. I'm in West Palm Beach, and it's Halloween. It was like a Thursday or a Friday, or it was a day of the week. I knew it was a school night, and I knew it was in my early to mid teens because there just weren't a lot of trick or treaters anymore. Like the world had started to change back in the uh, late '90s, and people just weren't letting their kids out trick or treating. Like it became the thing to do would take your kid to the mall. And now we have trunk or treat, which is even safer. And I totally get all that. I do. I really do. I don't have kids obviously. So I'm not that worried about it, but I understand why people don't want their children walking up to strangers doors anymore. I understand. But I said the hell with it. I'm going to go out. I'm a big kid. I've got a, um, like I had this like killer mask, like this really awesome wolf mask that I just had my whole childhood. And I still fit into it. And I had these cool gloves and I basically dressed up as sort of like a, like a, a werewolf kind of thing. Okay. Okay. And I took one of my pillowcases and I'm dressed up as a werewolf and it's like really patchy. Like it's not even that good of a costume. And I go up to my neighborhood's doors that I went to all the time as kid, as a kid. And I would knock on the door, you know, I open my bag up and I say, trigger treat. And every single person who opened their door to me, saw this guy who was clearly not a child, you know, I think I was like five, six back then. I was about as tall as you are now. And I, Nice. Uh, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was the whole point here
0: of all book. week. Uh, no, checky. <laughs> try the veal,
1: try the, veal. but about but honestly,
0: turn. we have to give
1: it the shrimp, the shrimp for this week is done. <laughs> um, but honestly, honestly, like everyone opened their door and they, and I said, you know, trick or treat. And they, they were so happy to see me. They were so excited that there was a kid who was still trigger-treating. And I had a lot of costumes. My parents were always cool with me dressing up. I was a baseball player, and I was uh, you know like a vampire. And I did all the cool little kids stuff that you do. But the only costume that really stuck with me was that very last one that I trigger-treated as, because the neighborhood was just happy to see somebody trigger-treating. And it, it stayed with me it's a good story. It
2: is a pretty sure good you. story. All right. Well, what good do you story. got? What do I got? I
0: don't know. I had I had a great number of costumes because uh, I trick or treated probably longer than I should have. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, look at us. What are the odds? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. Um. I don't know. I maybe my favorite was probably.
2: Hmm, my favorite, I would bet ah it's gotta be the year i was i was the wolf man
0: kind of like you like it was but we bought like one of those makeup kits and it was like i was i was like probably seven no that's probably eight or nine and uh did my hands my face like i did i had like i was like a like teen wolf was what i called myself but i was You know, we're in regular clothes, but then, like, you couldn't recognize me. No one knew who the F I was. It was awesome. I scared the hell out of my my cousin, who was, like, two years old at the time. She (laughs) did not want to come near me. Um, So, that was probably the coolest costume I had. But there were many, like, Superman costumes over the years. Or, like, uh, my mom made a Flash. My mom, I wanted to be the Flash one year because the Flash TV show was on. She made me a full-on, like, homemade cowl. Like, went all the way around my head, like, Cowl with the ear, the lightning bolts, the whole thing um, as Flash. Like she always made my costumes. Um, there were some really cool ones. Ghostbuster I was a Ghostbuster once. My dad made me a proton pack, like the whole. My parents went like my parents spent more time on Halloween than I ever did, <laughs> <laughs> because it was like I want to do this and I want you to make it, and then <laughs> they would just do it. Like I, I don't know. I was spoiled, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But the 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 Halloween I'll never forget, and it's why I have an aversion to Halloween now a little bit. Is that (laughs) when I was a teenager, I had a Halloween party, right? So I invited my friends over. Everybody told everybody, you know, wear costumes. You know, we're all in high school. Um, but I'm like, ah, we'll go trick or treating. If there's a big group of us teenagers, people will think it's cute and not weird, and we'll go get candy, and then we'll go back to my house and watch scary movies. So there was probably a dozen of us. And uh, one of my friends and I were like, yeah, we'll be, we'll do. It was like 90 men in black had just been out. So it was like, well, we're going to be the men in black. Cause he's, he's like a really tall black guy and I was white. So it was perfect. Like we're like, yeah, we'll be, you know, Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith, whatever. Like, well, you know, it's easy. Sunglasses, black suits. That's easy. Uh, you know, we'll be the men in black. So I'm like, I'm all jazz. Cause like, you know, it, it, I felt like part of like something. Um, so party comes, I'm ready to go. I got my sunglasses. I got my suit, the whole bit. My buddy shows up and he's dressed like a soldier. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, man. Like, we were supposed to be men. I'm like, oh, dude, like I didn't have time to go get like, my suit and whatever together. So I just borrowed my dad's old army clothes. I'm like, dude, like we've been talking about this for three weeks. So I was man in black. Uh, and everyone else was like something like, you know, Halloweeny or scary. And like and everybody thought I was like a Secret Service agent.
1: It sucked. So, like, you still haven't gotten, like, used to just being endlessly disappointed?
0: No, I mean, I have now, with the help of therapy (laughs) and medication. But, (laughs) (laughs) But back then, no, it was like the year I was the shadow, like, you know, the, the old radio serial, like, when that Alec Baldwin terrible movie came out, I actually liked it, So I wanted to be the shadow, and because the shadow is from the 1930s and <laughs> he was on the radio and no one ever saw what he looks like and no one saw that terrible movie, Um, everyone thought I was just a bandit.
1: That you were you thing. were the original Despacito. Oh, God.
0: Oh, all right. On that note, we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for ending the segment, Rick.
1: I do, I do what I can. I do what <laughs> I do best.
0: We all have a role to play. So yes. Yes. <laughs> that leads me to the weekly question, sir. And that is... What's pissing you off this week?
1: You know, Tom, I can't tell you. And it's not because nothing is, but it's just because so many things are.
0: (laughs) You're having trouble deciding.
1: Uh, Okay, so this just happened today, and it only pissed me off because I got called out for being easily pissed off. But I'm a (laughs) curmudgeon, so it's, it's fine. I get it. So... Um, I mentioned at the start of the show how we went on that, that hike this morning, right? Yes. We then, uh, the four of us went to a nice lunch, and then um, my my wife and my buddy's fiance, they're basically, like, really close friends. They're, they're besties or whatever the girls call themselves now. And <laughs> they went into this place called Chamberlain's. Oh, yeah, which, the
0: health food store?
1: I had no idea what the hell it was. Just been around a pull long up time. Into the parking, we pull up into the parking lot. And um, my friend's fiance goes to my wife and says, hey, you know, we're just gonna run in for a second. And then my buddy's like, oh, okay, well, Rick and I are just gonna chill here and listen to the football game because the Bucks are playing and we're checking our scores and whatever. And after like 10 minutes, I'm kinda like, Where are they? So then like 20 minutes goes by and I'm, I'm officially like freaking, freaking out. Not that I think something terrible has happened to my wife or my friend, but because I wanna go the fuck home. I am so ready to not be in these stinky clothes. I got mud on me. I almost lost a shoe in the mud from the trek. I'm just not having it. And they get in the car, and I'm like, oh, thank God. You guys are back. And here I thought you were raped and killed. Fabulous. Let's go home. And everyone immediately, like, turns at me and goes, all right there, buddy. I'm like, I'm fine. Let's go. Like, maybe I overreacted a smidgen. They were gone for half an hour. They were gone for half an hour which is a, a a while and they came back with literally one chocolate bar between the two of them.
0: Oh, well <laughs> that that would have pissed me off then. <laughs> See? I knew you like would take like if they had my come side. back with bags like a couple of bags I'm like all right well that takes 30 minutes. Like 30 minutes in the store you got a fucking candy bar
1: uh, on the way out no less I'm sure of it. Like, what the, f- like, like what the hell were you doing in there? <laughs> so everyone proceeds to sort of look at me and go does Rick need a nap? Is he is he a grumpy puss? And I'm like, I don't need a nap. You guys are just wasting my goddamn time. And we get home, and then we change, and we go, and we do grocery shopping. And then I sit down on the couch, and I turn on the Bucks game, and I passed out. I needed a nap.
0: <laughs> you needed a nap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I needed a nap.
0: Nice.
2: Nice. I can't so say Tom. I would
0: have reacted any differently.
1: Okay. Especially if you didn't have your juice box.
2: I don't I
0: don't have a juice box.
1: Tell me you wouldn't want a juice box.
0: Hey, they're pretty awesome. Alright. Three sons of the anyway. Yes, sir.
1: What's pissing you off?
0: Oh god. Um <laughs> There's not enough time in the day. I don't, there's... No, you've done this one.
1: You've already done this one. We can't just
0: agree that we need to have 26 hours instead of 24.
1: (laughs) You mean the, uh, what what do they call it? That's how they do it in Men in Black. Yeah, the 37,
0: the the (laughs) 27-hour day. Yeah, exactly. Can we just have that? Can we just do everybody, we'll just agree now. Like all of us now will just say we do 27-hour days. If we
1: can either adjust or you'll have a psychotic episode. It it's doesn't matter. Yeah, one. it's, it's yeah. fine.
0: Like it's, it doesn't matter. That'll that'll cull the weak ones from the herd.
1: <laughs> <laughs> th- Why is there not enough time? Tom? Why are I you? Had, I have too many things to segment? do.
0: I had too many things to do. There's there's you know my son's birthday is coming. There's Halloween. Yes. He has to yes. you know go trick or treating. Oh, that's another thing pissing me off. It's Halloween. Uh, Halloween is just is making me upset because. I there's so much emphasis placed on it by grownups, grownups who don't have really have anything. They're, we're just hangers on for Halloween. Halloween is a kid's holiday. Kids go trick or treating. Adults don't. Just an excuse for adults who want to pretend their children to dress up. And I'm upset because we had a whole like family costume plan because this is the thing since my son was born. We do family costume, right? Last year, okay. last year, my son was the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. And my wife and I were Ghostbusters. And that was fun and cool. And it was kind of a pain in the ass to scare up the Ghostbuster outfits uh, at the last minute because I wait to the last minute for everything. But it worked. It happened and it worked. <laughs> this year, we planned things early enough. He was going to be Snoopy. and My wife and I were going to be Charlie Brown and Lucy. And we, had the, we got the Lucy dress and the shoes and the socks, the whole thing. I had the Charlie Brown shirt and I found, you know, socks and the, the whole bit. I even got a bald cap. I was going to do the bald head. For myself even though my wife made, want, didn't want me to but I was going to do it anyway and he took one look at that Snoopy costume and he said nope 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 which is the new thing my nearly two year old does now when he doesn't want to do something which is he swats it out of your hand and says nope 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 so we tried to even like put the little Snoopy like head on him and he was, screamed cried screamed so much so uh, we had to scrap that whole thing it's in return all of it. It's all going back to the store. And um he's going to be Captain America now and he's going to fucking like it. And that's it.
2: <laughs> so cuz we used to we used to call
0: him Little Cap because he was a frozen embryo, so he was frozen like Captain America. Oh, for god's so We called sake. him Little Cap before he was born. That was what we called oh, him. Oh my god. And so now he's Captain America, um which he actually The thing I thought he would like most about the costume, which is the shield we got him, couldn't care less about that. But he runs around in the outfit, and he seems to like it. I'm just, I'm done with all the pressure on Halloween.
2: Also, it's the pressure.
0: It's the pressure. It's Halloween is like, it's like for Facebook, and then there's like parties, and it's like this one's party is this theme. You're going to wear a costume to this theme party, and then that one's that theme. And, you know, everybody looks at you like a dick if you don't show up with any costume on, even though they say it's okay for you to not wear a costume. Everyone turns around and looks like a dick. And then you go there, and there's only like four people who went with the theme anyway. And then some guy just wore his fucking steampunk outfit from a convention. And somebody else just did whatever the hell they wanted anyway. And it's like, what's what? What's the goddamn point? What is the goddamn point?
2: Well, that, that, went, that went down a dark road now, didn't it? <laughs> it's
0: just frustrating. And it probably all goes back to being left stood left at the altar as a man in black
1: they're the men in black plural why why can't why can't we finish the show on a high note anymore oh we got more
0: (laughs) what'd you learn
2: this week
1: um i learned actually i learned uh that i i learned that um you can be choked out in ways that I didn't think
0: (laughs) somebody have trouble at jujitsu this week.
1: Okay. To be fair, it wasn't even, I didn't get choked out. It was just an arm bar. So, okay, (laughs) this so one of the, uh, we did the, the haunted jungle. It was a lot of fun. We talked about it. Um, one of the guys that I was in the room with, we did like a, a soldiers versus zombies thing. Um, and my, I was the last zombie. So I got all zombied out. There's photos and all that. And then I would like drag the soldier into the abyss. And that's the last thing you see in our room. So me and that guy, we, you know, we became buddies. And this week, um, he was, uh, at the jujitsu on Monday night. He's like, Hey, we, we got a spar. You and I haven't, have never sparred before. I'm never here on Mondays. I was like,
0: Oh, that's always a recipe for disaster.
1: When the guy comes over and
0: says, we should spar. We've never done that before. He's going to beat your ass.
1: well i mean everyone does tom so i remember my high
0: school wrestling days and that was the same thing because the warm up you know you just roll around before practice starts and it was like yeah when the guy i'd never like the guy i i personally had made it a point to stay the fuck away from the whole season comes (laughs) over and says hey man let's roll we haven't rolled before i'm like um oh man my knee really hurts right now like i would find any (laughs) excuse to not roll so one day the guy just snuck up behind me And like I it was between like like sessions or whatever you want to call it and he snuck up behind me and just like flipped me over and he's like why you just sit here like a fish? Like you just you we're gonna roll and he just beat my ass for no reason. So I know it's it's that's a bad sign.
1: So we're we're actually going back and forth and I'm doing all right as I tend to do. I'm not I'm not good, but I'm not as near as bad as I used to be. And he puts me into an arm bar, and I know how to stop an arm bar, especially a guy who I outweigh by about 100 pounds. You just, the arm bar is your arm gets stretched. You know, it gets hyperextended, and that's why you tap out. You don't want your arm to break. So the the way to counteract it is you just flex. You just roll and do basically a a, a curl, and then you can use your other hand. Your other hand grabs your wrist, and then you basically curl your arm as far back into your shoulder as you can, and the guy can't extend your arm. So as I'm trying to do this, I feel my arm get start to stretched out, and then he rolls onto his belly to really, like, accentuate it. And I say to myself, okay, Rick, roll onto your shoulders, and then you're going to roll through, and then you're going to start the pull the, the pull motion. But by the time I got down there, he had really wrenched it in. And I swear to God, Tom, I forgot how to tap out. You forgot how? I was trying to like touch his arm and like, there was, cause there was three things going on in my head. One is, holy shit, your arm's about to break. That was the primary concern. Like that was, that was the first red alarm. You know, like, like we're at red alert, but there was also yellow alert and then a general alert. And those two were being pushed to the side because my arm was about to break. It was the primary issue. <laughs> the other, the other thing, so like, my brain is like your arm, your arm, your arm. My body is is in the middle of trying to do a roll through, so like I'm on my head and shoulder, and I'm trying to tuck through, you know, like I'm trying to roll. But again, like there's three signals, and then the last signal is slap the ground, dumbass, you're gonna die. <laughs> hmm. I forgot. I did. I'm like my arm is waving in the air, and finally, I'm just like ta ta, and I didn't say a word. But my opponent, like my buddy, understood. I was tapping out verbally, which you're more than welcome to do. <laughs> Say, let's go with the hold. And my arm doesn't break, and it's just sore now. I I, extend, I, I was in that hold way too long. Um, <laughs> he looks over at me, and he goes, what happened? And I looked him dead in the eye, and I said, I forgot how to tap out. <laughs> 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 so I learned that in certain circumstances... There are too many things happening, and you can forget,
0: forget to do very much dang things. Tom? Oh, boy. Multitasking is not for you.
1: Yeah, well, clearly. What did <laughs> you learn?
0: I learned uh, that I have some very, very deep issues about Halloween that I wasn't aware <laughs> of. I really, I had no idea that that was that much. Uh, there's a lot there, man. But it's, I mean, can't we just skip to Thanksgiving? That's the eating holiday. Everyone needs to eat. No, because, no, no. You don't no, have to buy you. a fucking costume.
1: No, like it's, no. You just, to no. Eat. you just eat. No, because there's no such thing as Thanksgiving, you ass. If we, if we skipped Halloween, it would just be Christmas after July. So In the no, retail no.
0: industry, sure, but there's Thanksgiving. There's turkey and football. What's wrong with turkey and football? Ah, nothing. See, you couldn't come up with an answer.
1: Oh, I'm just—I'm ignoring you now. Yeah, fuck you, then.
0: <laughs> you jackass. If people want to join my movement for a 27-hour day, or they want to join my movement to skip Halloween altogether, how can they get a hold of us, Rick?
1: Um, well, you could join the ever-growing Twitter army of angry gifts by tweeting <laughs> at those Eventually, Usually we'll devolve as a
0: society, and we'll just communicate with gifts.
1: GIFs and and emojis are all we ever use. Pretty much it. Um, So you can find us at those two jerks. You can talk to Tom exclusively on Facebook because I don't go on that anymore. (laughs) And You can check out our Facebook page. uh, Those two jerks. Spelling out T-W-O at all times or you will find yourself in a very different set of Halloween circumstances.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, there'd be some jacking, but not of the old lantern kind.
1: (laughs) There we go. And, Tom, if people um, who should be listening to this podcast and are getting mad at me um, want to actually, like, express their displeasure, isn't there a really easy way for them to do that and not have to worry about being on the show?
0: There's a couple. The first one is uh, they can email us, those two jerks at gmail.com. We almost never read those on the show. (laughs) Because we never get them. Um, but you can also leave us a voicemail three two one seven six jerks. Uh, you can leave you a know, question, comment, funny story, just something that popped into your head, or you know, if you want to, you know, talk, talk your minute of smack at Rick about fantasy football, you can do that there as well. Three two one seventy six jerks. That about does it for this edition of Those Two Jerks. So for the Sussman, Rick Sussman, and the absent Chris Vu, I am the Tom Alexander. And until we just fucking outlaw candy corn, it sucks. We will
2: remain those two jerks. I'll see you next time.